You're tuned in to East Tennessee's premier sports radio call-in show. This is The Drive. And hello, good afternoon, and welcome to another stellar edition of The Drive here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Smith punching the time clock, 3.01 on a rainy, dreary Thursday afternoon edition of the show. We welcome you in. Hope you're doing well. I'm live at the Stately Smith Manor Studios today. Baron Marcus back in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios of Fan Run Radio, and we got a doozy lined up for you today here. Much to discuss. Bear, good afternoon. How are you, sir? I am doing uh, rather well, Russ. I've had a good day. Very good. Uh, Marcus Young, are you present and or accounted for? Yes, I am, Russell. The only person missing is our in- your intern. Benny Slot has proven himself to be quite unreliable. I've got... Uh, Tucker, Not gonna lie, a little disappointed. My interns are always on time, and if they're late, interns. they have an excuse. Yeah. Well, I got Chloe Levering and, and Tucker. Well, hopefully, um, we'll be able to manage without Ben Slotnick here this afternoon. I don't know how we'll how we'll make it through, but all we can do is put on a brave face and try. You know, I'm personally going to miss his singing at commercial breaks. Speaking of brave faces how about our boy bruce pearl last night oh, down in alabama you know i mean I, and, I'm, and i'm not don't 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 get this twisted i'm not saying i want him back but as an old friend of of, of buck pearls i really felt for him last night because he he got he got a little bit of a screw job feel like he's he's starting to come apart a little bit at the seams now bear i know you've you've heard this audio marcus have you heard Bruce Pearl on his coach's show last night? I heard about it. I heard that there was something that he kind of got fired up, but I did not hear the actual audio of it okay, yet. Wait, 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 wait you hear this because people will say, you know, this is as animated as I've ever heard Bruce Pearl. And that's a big statement, right? Like Bruce Pearl, as animated as you've ever heard him. If you missed it last night, Auburn loses at Alabama in overtime. Uh, they did kind of get shafted. Um, there, there was some atrocious officiating. They had a couple guys get fouled out late in the game that really hurt their chances. I had a good night last night, man. Won some money on uh, Vanderbilt. Shout out to my guy Brian Edwards down there in Florida. I saw the the note from him. You know, like Vanderbilt, I think they're they've won straight up at Rupp uh, a lot here recently. Well, this and is at like, least a second in a row. It, it's been like ten years since they have lost by more than 10 and they were 10 and a half point dogs last night. So I went ahead and jumped all over that cashed in a big ticket there. Um, <laughs> gave a little bit of it back when I saw Auburn plus 500 in overtime. I, I, I had to throw some on that, but ended up losing, losing just a little bit there, but um, pretty, pretty productive night. But yeah, our boy Bruce not handling it. Well, last night, this is audio from Bruce Pearl's, coaches show play the the whole clip for you here club played its heart out tonight Bruce yep we played well we played hard we should have won the game um 
very, very disappointing. Um, you know, obviously they made some made some plays. We had a hard time staying in front of them at the end of the day. Um, I'm just sick and tired of our guys getting smashed down there. Smashed! Talk about the, the, the final possession in, in regulation, Coach. Message to your ball club after this one, Bruce. Just we played hard. It played well. You know, if, if that's the number one team in the country, you know, come on a road, hostile environment. Yeah, but we needed that one to get the NCAA, and we and we didn't get it. Dylan Cardwell's hurt. He's probably not going to play against um, Tennessee because of his injury. We need his physicality. He got he got fouled down there at the uh, uh, in, in, at the end of the game. So, coach, just talk about what what Saturday represents now. Oh, just we'll get ready to play Tennessee. We were, we were incredibly outmanned at the end. Had three, four guys on the bench in foul trouble. Joke! Auburn head coach Bruce Pearl joining us tonight <laughs> as the Tigers fall. Oh, man. Bruce <laughs> lost it. Yeah, but, I, I mean, as a fellow rageaholic, I mean, I, I really felt for him, man. Smashed! It's a joke! You know, you don't even have to. We know him well enough that just listen to the audio. I, I can imagine he's just sitting there, just boiling. It's yeah. It, the thing that struck me is usually it was every coach's show on radio that I've ever heard, including his when he was here. And everybody, I've I always have listened to these going back to the Don DeVoe era. What happens is the game ends, the teams go off the court. And they go back to the locker room and talk or whatever. The crowd files out. And then, like, 20 minutes later, the coach will come out. And I'm, I don't know if they go do the post-game press conference first and then go do the radio show or vice versa. Maybe some coaches do it differently. But the point is, by the time they go to do that courtside radio show afterwards – Calm. It's usually 15 minutes to like half an hour after the game has been over and there's nobody in the stands and it's, it's a call, you know, there there's, cause you could hear they're still playing the whatever. And they stay there. They stay there. That song everybody plays after uh, they, oh. after they win. Yeah. And there's still like, I saw the, the video of the fans, like Bama fans everywhere, just taunting him. And so this obviously happened right after the game bruce is mad they he feels like he just got screwed with his pants on they lost a close one the arena's packed they're doing that rammer jammer thing yeah yellow and he's hammer. got to walk over to the scorer's table put the headset on and do a post-game interview like that's no that one seems that like a bad mix just about any time you could have it. It seems like they, they really would be, be better served to send him for the mandatory cooling off period. He can go back there, have a Diet Coke, towel off a little bit, maybe change his shirt, talk to the team, relax a little bit, take a few deep breaths, then come out there without well, Alabama fans everywhere, without the music playing in the background and have a more composed interview. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad they did it. <laughs> I'm glad that we got this wonderful piece of audio. Play the smashed part. Again, Bear, this is classic. This is an instant drop right here. I'm just sick and tired of our guys getting smashed down there. 
Smashed! Yeah, Smashed. I mean, that and, I mean, he basically, I mean, that, that was that was big as far as their NCAA tournament hopes. I mean, if they had won that one, they probably would have been in for sure. You know what happened to their NCAA tournament hopes, Bear? They got I'm smashed! So of our guys getting smashed down there! Smashed! Why was there no talk sports today? Cody and the boys were smashed! Smashed! What happens when Jake Miller and the overtime boys head on over to local watering hole, Big Orange Phillies, after their show? They get smashed! Smashed down there! What's going to happen to Tim Corbin when Vanderbilt comes into Lindsey Nelson Stadium in April? They're going to get smashed! Smashed! I mean, this is, I mean, let's play it one more time here. I'm just sick and tired of our guys getting smashed down there! Smashed! <sighs> smashed! Marcus, you do it. Give me a smashed, Marcus. Come on. Oh, no. Come on, Marcus. You can do it. So we're saying the reason why Cody No talking. Just give him a smash, just, uh, Marcus, for God's sake. You want to see how it's done, Mark? Smashed! Smashed! Hold on. Can, can I do Bruce Pearl's smashed as Marcus? Oh, Hit it. I'm just sick and tired of our guys getting smashed down there. Smashed. I mean, smashed! Come on, Marcus. It's fun. You'll feel better. I get it. Our guys getting smashed down there. Smashed! 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 <laughs> Come on, Marcus. A little more. You can do better than that. I'm tired of our boys getting smashed Ooh. down there. Smashed! Louder! Louder! Angrier! <laughs> Come on, Marcus! Smashed, Marcus! Yes. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> I can do this in my sleep, man. I'm sorry I'm not an angry individual, I guess. Really? I've already I've lost my temper like Bruce did this morning. I swear to God, this morning on somebody. Marcus is, Marcus is the one you got to watch. They always say it's the quiet ones you got to watch. I don't worry about Bear losing his temper. Bear will never lay a hand on anyone. Never raise his fist in anger. Like I, he's the last person I worry about. I get redneck mad. I'm never going to. Never been in a fight, man. Like, it, it's just not going to happen. I get angry. It's guys like Marcus. Yeah, the postal I, worker type. It's guys like Marcus that, I mean, just let it all, let it all in. Like Michael Douglas. In, just building, building, and then one day like a volcano. And that's when they grab the AR-15 and go into work and somebody gets smashed! Smashed! I'm just sick and tired. Of our guys getting smashed down there, smashed. I'm tell you what, bro. I don't. I'm sick and tired of talk sports. Just going down to the bars and getting smashed, Russ. Smashed. Not showing up for work. I mean, it, it's joke. That's what it is. Yeah. Joke. I've never slammed a headset down. I guess he can buy him a new one. That that was good too. Like because you can hear 
he he you can hear the headset get slammed down and then you can hear the Bama fans because they're all standing there watching him and they go yeah they, <laughs> it's pretty good <laughs> joke <laughs> you, you hear him say it afterwards too after he slammed it up joke joke who is that doing the interview is that the Auburn radio guys I guess so yeah is that, I mean, is that coach Smith is he still doing it no, they're, I mean, their play-by-play guy tragically passed away in that car accident a couple of years ago. I don't know who oh, the yeah. new guy is. David says, in the Jerry Green era, it was our coach getting smashed, not our players. Can <laughs> you believe how good this crowd is? <laughs> 20 minutes before tip, Jerry shows up. Uh, my, my boy Bill Minot, fellow broadcast professional, says Bruce slammed an $850 Sennheiser headset to the ground and destroyed it. He picked that change. He's got that pocket changed, Bruce. That the would be, you have to admit, smashed, man. Smashed! That would be. I'm just sick and tired of our guys getting smashed down there. Smashed! Love his passion, man. Voice cracks on that second one is just. Oh, I I know that feeling, man. It's when you let yourself go and and just let the hate flow. Even you just just take it all the brakes off, and it it feels good sometimes, man. Even Butch Jones, at his most absolute unhinged, can't even focus, doesn't know where he is on the sideline on Saturday, insane self is thinking, Bruce, you got to calm down, man. You got to calm down. It's too much. Yeah, I'm. I'm getting chastised now from a member of the Perlinistas. Oh, your your Pearl friends. I mean, it's Thursday. It's three fourteen. If they aren't already within an hour, they'll be smashed down there. Smashed. I'm just sick and tired of our guys getting smashed down there. Smashed. Look at you, Phil. Our boy Brian Stultz of AuburnSports.com. We've had him on the show a couple times. He's a really good guest. I mean, we're going to talk to him about. I mean, this is the here. Here's the problem for for Tennessee now is that's always a hostile environment. But now Bruce is going to do his thing where it's us against the world. They have to. They're in the corner they've got a win to get in i don't know if that's true but that's the way they're going to play it and we're going to get auburn's absolute best effort in a madhouse without our point guard saturday in a game we desperately need oh there's i I can't believe we vanderbilt of all people the gift they gave us last night beating kentucky we could end up on the three line dude we could also end up on the six line yeah, I'm aware of that. I'm not thinking about that. Think positive here, okay? I'm dedicating yeah. the rest of this college basketball season in, into the memory of our good friend, Raj, and I'm staying positive the way he would. Here, We're going to get the number three seed, buddy. You don't know that. What's – um? <clears throat> so school is out tomorrow? For rain. <laughs> For rain? <laughs> rain. Yeah. That's where we're at. You will know why these kids are Charmin soft. Why we've got the safe spaces 
and the nobody can offend me and oh my god i can't believe you said that and all this stuff we're canceling school because of rain you know what bear i distinctly remember being in fourth grade 1989 during hurricane hugo when that the next day like after it ravaged the south carolina coast i remember like being in school and it's just like here in here in knoxville it is just sideways rain and it's like you can hear the walls shaking and everything. And we, you know what we did? We went right on with our arithmetic, Bear. Yep. Yep. You know what I think it is, Russ? $400 million in damages plus $300 million in damages equals $700 million in coastal damages. It's rainy, Bear. We can't send the school. There might be, there might be some puddles. Might be a few puddles out tomorrow. Better call off school. Yeah. You know what I think? Joke! (laughs) It is a joke. Stay with us. The Drive continues. More Fan Run Radio coming up. Fanhead Radio, The Drive continues, 105.7 FM, 1340 AM, streaming online this afternoon at fanrunradio.com and your free Fan Run app, a variety of ways for you to experience the program today. Russell Smith cruising with you, and we go to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines for the first time this afternoon. Brian Stoltz is standing by. He's with auburnsports.com. Go check him out there. Brian, good afternoon. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How about you guys? Doing all right. Getting ready for the big SEC finale. The weekend, yeah. it's March. The madness is just around the corner. And there's a lot to play for this weekend when Tennessee goes down to Auburn. I'll talk about this game here in just a second. But first, Brian, Bruce Pearl last yeah. night, as heated as I've ever seen him. And, you know, that's that's a heck of a statement because we're talking about a guy who yeah. is known, known hothead, <laughs> Bruce Pearl. Um, yeah. Your thoughts on what we saw from him post game last night down there in Tuscaloosa? I think he's just getting frustrated with uh, the officiating situation. I mean, Auburn's been, you know, they take it to the basket a lot and don't get fouled, and you know that that's that's part of the that's part of the problem with Auburn this year is they're not getting the foul line a lot, and they are sending teams to the foul line a lot. But the situation last night was just, you know, in Tuscaloosa it's going to be hard to beat Alabama anyway. But uh, with uh, some of the calls and some of the the th- things that went on, uh, it was just insane to watch. And, uh, yeah, I think he just – I think he finally blew his lid. I think it had been coming for a long time. And uh, I think he's just frustrated with his team, uh, uh, first and foremost, and maybe himself. And uh, another close loss, another uh, chance, chance blown to, you know, clinch a NCAA tournament bid. And, uh, yeah, it all comes down to Tuesday – or, I'm sorry, Saturday. And uh, this is probably the biggest game for Auburn in a while. And if, if, if they lose, I mean – I just don't see a chance of them making the SEC tar- or the NCAA tournament. Wow. So Auburn is going to be backed into a corner in a must-win scenario. Brian, that's a place where you know, Auburn has had Tennessee's number anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. Very, very hostile environment with the, the ceiling low to the ground like that, the way yeah. they have the student section set up. Of course, Bruce is as good as any at working his crowd into a frenzy. Is it going to be a typically raucous Auburn home crowd Saturday? I would I would expect. I, I think fans are going to bring it all because they know they know they know what's at stake. The players know what's at stake. The coaches definitely know what's at stake. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a nice Saturday. It's going. To, I think the game's changed to one o'clock. And uh, 
uh, yeah, I think it'll be a raucous crowd, and that will uh, try to wheel the Tigers to win because those wins have not come often lately uh, with this brutal schedule down the stretch. And you know uh, they've had some close losses, they've had, but then they got blown out by Kentucky, and then Kentucky goes and loses Vanderbilt last night, which makes no sense to me. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, it's, it's going to be a, a rough crowd. Uh, Tennessee's used to that; they know what they're getting into. Uh, they're going to be down a man with uh, who is Ziegler that scores ACL. Yes. Yeah, and uh, that that will hurt Tennessee, but I, I hope it's a better game than it was in Knoxville because if it's another no. game like that, uh, I might fall asleep at the press box. I mean, if you could hop in Doc Brown's time machine and go back to the mid two thousands when Bruce Pearl was a rock star here in Knoxville, and, yeah. and tell us, Brian, that hey, about fifteen years down the road. Bruce is going to be back here in Knoxville and he's going to coach one of the ugliest games in the history of college <laughs> basketball. Nobody would have believed you, man. We wouldn't have thought that Bruce Pearl was capable of being involved in something like that. No, it was the uh, basketball equivalent of uh, Auburn Mississippi state three, two game. And uh, I just, I didn't, those, those rims were just unkindly to both teams. And uh, man, I've never seen a game like that. Uh, but I think, I think it'll be a, Better or better and more high-scoring game this time. Not saying the defenses were good because defenses were damn good on uh, on both sides of the game. But uh, yeah, I expect a lot more scoring this time. And uh, you know, Auburn likes to get out and push it, and uh, that, that's what they need to win. So we'll see what uh, they can do against uh, this great Tennessee defense. Yeah, and you mentioned Zakai Ziegler's Tennessee starting point guard, and really the only quote-unquote pure point guard on Tennessee's roster. We were talking with one of Tennessee's assistants, Justin Ganey, on the show yesterday, and he said it's going to be a point guard by committee approach. Yeah, Bruce Pearl, not not one who's afraid to get out in full court press, Brian. I'm sure that they will turn on that tape and smell blood in the water. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll be one advantage that they try to take advantage of because uh, uh, if they get that fresh blood and uh, Auburn's rocking a little bit, uh, those those uh, newcomers might uh, uh, have a deer in the headlights type moment but you know they're, they're, Rick Barnes is a good coach he'll put him in the best situations, and while Bruce tries to put him in the worst situations and yeah I think that's uh one where one area where uh Auburn will try to you know lift the crowd as well and uh get get everything going and exciting and stuff like that in the building and uh by doing a press or a full court press is some way to do it I think everybody Brian knew that Auburn would probably take a little bit of a step back you lose yeah. Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith. I mean, it's it's hard not to mm-hmm. uh, take a step back when you lose two talents like that. Uh, are you surprised that they find themselves on the bubble again? They've they've lost a lot of just really close games, and that's got to be the frustration that we saw boiling over for Bruce last night too. Is just when you you lose one or two of those uh, those close ones, and uh, there becomes a attitude, right? You you almost yeah. start waiting for the shoe to drop. Of course. And uh, I, I think that I think the, the expectations of this year were not as high as last year. I mean, uh, like you said, losing Jabari, losing Walker, and part of the problem this year has been they don't have a go-to shooter to to go to. I mean, Katie Johnson had a huge game last night, but that's one out of you know thirty that he's going to have. I mean, he he just hasn't been consistent. Uh, they don't have any production from the two point from the two guard uh, most games, and that hurts a lot. puts a lot of pressure on Wendell and Janai. And Allen or uh, uh, Jalen Williams pick up the bulk of the scoring, and uh, yeah, I, I think the expectations were NCAA tournament bound, but uh, I think they've not lived up to the expectations that all the fans have for this team, especially going into SEC play when uh, they look pretty good. 
What was the explanation given last night, Brian? All, all, all we saw was the you know the clip of, of Bruce going uh, full Chernobyl in a, in his post game, but the with the foul on Broom where the guy just rips him out of bounds, throws the ball off his head, and uh, all of a sudden you got the benches about to clear and everything, and and you know they they threw the Bama guys who came off the bench out. I guess yeah. fair play there, but uh, man, how, how do you miss? what should have been, in my mind, a technical on, I believe it was Quinterly throwing the ball off Broom's head. There's a lot of, there's a lot to go over there. I'm back on that whole situation because I'm wondering exactly Quinterly throwing the ball at Broom's head, how that doesn't, you know, get a technical, how, how those players coming on the court wasn't a technical as well. They got thrown out. So there had to be a technical. So if that's the case, why weren't there free throws for Auburn after the situation? And, I don't. I don't understand the rule. I, I guess if they're coming off the bench, there's no technical. I, get, I, I. I don't know. I really don't. It was never. I don't think it was ever explained. And uh, yeah, that, that whole that kind of killed the vibe of everyone because they took like five, ten minutes to review yeah. it, and you know, it was clear as day what happened. And uh, they just uh, went the other way. Talking with Brian Stoltz of AuburnSports.com this afternoon on Fan Run Radio and. You can go and um, check him out at AuburnSports.com. He's done a good job following the Tigers for so long down there. And, Brian, it's going to be a heated one, must-win type situation. I, I suppose you could you could lose to Tennessee. That would be, you know, quad one loss. But yeah. uh, still, like, at, at that point, Auburn almost has to at least make it to the championship round, if mm-hmm. not win the whole darn thing next week in Nashville to get in. Oh, absolutely. This is a must win. I mean, uh, I, I think if they win, they'll get in. I mean, they'll, they'll be a quad one win, like you said, uh, for the Tigers. And uh, I think they can rest easy after that. But, you know, they can't go one and out either at the SEC tournament because that would mean they lost to like an old Miss or a South Carolina, which would be a bad, bad loss on the resume. And uh, they don't have many of those, but they have some. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be a huge game. I think the environment's going to be great, uh, like it usually is in Neville Arena. And, uh yeah, uh, hopefully uh, both teams play well and we get a great game to call. So they don't need any more motivation than that, but it is no. Tennessee. And what do you think Bruce's thoughts on on Tennessee as a as a rival are? Obviously, I don't think he likes Alabama much, and he probably didn't. No. As, you know, going back to his time at Tennessee, but he's always been so um, I don't say deferential, but um, you could tell his, Tennessee still has a soft spot in his heart. But uh, it's it's also I mean he's he's had the upper hand against Rick Barnes here yeah. lately. Even the games Tennessee have won have been like you know by the skin of their teeth. Yeah. Um, you think that's still a motivating factor that he wants to remind Tennessee fans of what they had? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you look at the last four or five years, and besides Kentucky, it's been Tennessee, it's been Auburn, and it's been Alabama, and uh, you know uh, those. Games are never not big uh, for Bruce Pearl. I know he still, like you said, he still has a soft spot for the Volunteers and what, what his time in Knoxville and things like that. But I think it has a little extra motivation for him to how it ended in Knoxville and then uh, coming to Auburn and kind of getting the upper hand right now on the Volunteers. Uh, I think it's good for him. I think it's uh, big for him. And, uh, yeah, he'll be prepared on uh, Saturday for a huge, huge matchup. Brian, let's talk football a little bit. We've had you on the show a number of times through the years to talk about Hugh Freeze, um, mostly in relation to maybe getting the Tennessee job. And obviously yeah. that that never transpired. But uh, you had a 
a, a fairly close relationship with him, I believe, for a number of years. Is yeah. That's got to be interesting to see a, a guy you know off the field a little bit getting the job that you've covered. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's funny. I mean, it's funny to be in the press conference and we're just looking at him and seeing, oh, I have to, I have to say, ask, ask him serious questions now. And it's just funny like that, but uh, yeah, I think I think he's brought some the excitement back to Auburn football. You, I mean, you guys in Knoxville know how it is when there's a coach there that's just not working, and uh, you know, to have somebody that understands Auburn, gets Auburn, is actually recruiting, unlike the last staff, uh, is okay. uh, mel- melding like um, melting, not what's the word I'm looking for, fixing all these troubles that Auburn had in the past, and uh, kind of uh, getting them in the right direction on spring practice opened this week um they had the new football facility which is nice uh very very nice i should say and i think he just brings in uh a positivity and a and a uh, enthusiasm for auburn and auburn football that was missing in the last two three years and uh it'll be interesting to see but yeah it's it's, it's fun to have a guy that i'm pretty uh close with uh to be the head coach of the team I cover. So uh, that, that, it'll be interesting once I have to write something bad, but right now we're, we're still good. Talking with Brian Stoltz this afternoon, AuburnSports.com. And, you know, Brian, with, with Coach Freeze, it's, uh, the, the football part of it was never in question. There's a reason mm-hmm. it took him a while to get back to the big time. And, yeah. you know, uh, you, you would think that, you know, he, he's smart enough not to do what ultimately got him fired from Ole Miss again. Yeah. But there's also, you know, all the – the DMing people back and forth and the, the Twitter activity. Do you think that he has matured a little bit since, you know, even Liberty to where he'll be able to handle the scrutiny and you talk about scrutiny. I mean, Auburn, it's a, it is a fishbowl down there. Uh, Do you think he's going to be able to handle all the off the field stuff that comes with being the head coach at Auburn? I think he has, I think he uh, understands where he messed up when he was at Ole Miss and sometimes Liberty. Uh, I think he he's just grateful for a second shot in the SEC and coaching at a school that he wanted to be at. Uh, he understands the magnitude of the job. He understands the magnitude of his past. Uh, he's I mean he's owned up to his mistakes and things like that. So I think he's learned from it. I think he's grown from it. Uh, I think he's uh, less uh, less searching his name on Twitter nowadays. I would say, uh, and uh, yeah, I think he'll be uh, just fine and. You know, he's, he's used to criticism. I mean, he's gotten criticized the last five years or six years for things that went on out, on the outside of coaching. And uh, he's used to it, and he'll, he's grown. I mean, I just uh, I just think he'll be fine. I, I, I think everything that people are worried about will uh, fly over once he starts winning, and uh, he'll, he'll, he'll be just fine here. It's a time of great change at Auburn and in the SEC, and – Brian, uh, your thoughts on Auburn's permanent opponents? It looks like that's the way it's going to hand, uh, uh-huh. going to flow, and three permanent opponents. And man, some of the um, scenarios we've seen floated out there uh, seem really uh, tilted against Auburn. Uh, it certainly yeah. seems like you would think Alabama and Georgia will be two of those. Uh, who do you think the third one should be? I think it should be either Mississippi State or Ole Miss. I mean, uh, I really do. I think. Uh... By proximity, by uh, um, just fairness, I think uh, you know we used to have a big rivalry with Florida, but uh, that would put I mean that would put Alabama, Georgia, and Florida on the schedule every year, and that would be just ridiculous. And really? uh, but I mean when Auburn and Georgia, are, I mean when Alabama and Georgia are your biggest rivals, you're going to have to face them every year. And 
I don't want to see the Deep South's oldest rivalry go away. I know the Iron Bowl won't. So, um, yeah, I think it should be Mississippi State or Ole Miss and maybe even sneak, sneak Vandy in there every now, every now and then. <laughs> I think Josh Heupel has dibs on, on Vanderbilt. Uh, Josh okay. Heupel and, and Danny White, the powers that be here in Knoxville, have been on the phone with, you know, whoever they got to be on the phone with, Brian, uh, trying <laughs> to explain to the schedule makers the sanctity of the Kentucky and Vanderbilt series for Tennessee football. <laughs> Well, Kentucky's not bad anymore, but I, I can see uh, securing the uh, Kentucky series yeah. and the Vanderbilt series. That'd be huge. It is huge. All right, uh, Brian, always appreciate it, my friend. Thanks for jumping on. Go check him out at auburnsports.com. Brian Stoltz, he's also on the uh, Twitter machine at Brian J. Stoltz on Twitter. Does a great job following Auburn. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate your time. Hey, absolutely, guys. Anytime. Thanks. Brian Stoltz on the Big Orange Phillies Hotline. Go check out Big Orange Phillies in halls. Get yourself a big old Philly cheesesteak. Mm, great. Maybe a cold beverage or two to wash the tasty sandwich down. They're at 6625 Maynardville Pike in halls. They got pool. They got darts. Live music on the weekend. It's going to be a hopping place this weekend over at Big Orange Phillies. Good place to watch the game on Saturday and all the SEC and NCAA tournament action, which, of course, is just around the corner we're going to take a quick break open up the phone lines to you here 865-546-8200 your number to get on board 546-8200 your phone calls coming up back here on the drive it's fan run radio Russell Bear and Marcus cruising with you. Thursday afternoon edition of the show. Brian Stoltz, AuburnSports.com. Bear, what did you learn? That he's – it sounds like him and I'm, I'm guessing most of the Auburn fans too are, are hoping – what we're all hoping for, which is a much better basketball game to watch <laughs> than, than what these two teams uh, – I mean, it's one way of looking at it. I guess if you'd like – elite college defense then that auburn tennessee game up here uh was probably pretty good for you but um i I just i hope it's well officiated and just a good game so i mean i know we're walking into a you know a madhouse down there but i I just wanted us to get they're gonna have home court advantage that's just part of the sport but i hope the officiating is decent uh, if it goes against Auburn, Bruce Pearl may spontaneously combust. Boy, wouldn't that be something. 48 hours or so to go, so we've got a while right now. And don't shoot the messenger. Just telling you how I feel, Bear. I I don't I don't know that this one sets up great for Tennessee. You know, I'm sure we'll be favored and on the BPI and and on the the betting lines and and everything. It just I don't know, man. Uh, this is a team that Tennessee, you know, hasn't played well away from home at various times in the season. You're missing your your floor general right now, so you're going to be trying some new stuff out, and you're going into a really, really hostile environment, maybe the roughest in the SEC against a team that feels like it's backed into a corner and isn't a must-win situation. Doesn't seem like a good recipe for Tennessee. Just my initial feeling about it. Uh, I, I mean, it, it doesn't, I mean, they're going to be playing like if they lose to us, they aren't going to the tournament. 
So, I mean, it's virtually a, a playoff game for them. So Playoffs? I don't know. But it, it would be – I'm not going to lie. I would get – I think it would be kind of fun to knock Bruce out of the tournament and send him completely over the edge. It, it would be. Uh, and it would just be good to win – just because it, it's good to win and it's a big game and it would mean a lot. And, and I don't, it's, don't get me wrong. It's not out of the realm of possibility. I could, I could see Tennessee going in there and, and win. there's certainly a path to, to victory. Namely, just, I don't think Auburn's that good, man. I, I don't think they talent wise. I don't think they have a lot of great players. I think that Tennessee has some areas they can exploit. Uh, we're just gonna have to take care of the basketball and make some shots and, uh, we'll see, we'll see. It, it would be, it would be nice to win. It would be nice because of the Bruce factor but most of all, Barry, it would just be, man, I feel like it would get a lot of the naysayers back on board a little bit as we head into postseason. It's like, you know what? Maybe that stretch where you lost four or five, may, maybe the fact that Triple J and Julian were out and you had these injuries, issues going on and everything, maybe, maybe that was a bigger factor. And maybe this team is really good like we thought. And maybe they are peaking at the right time. And maybe, just maybe, this is the year we keep knocking on that door. Maybe this is the year that we go in and break that thing in. I, that's what I think. But, yeah, I, I'll tell you what. I think we're going to beat them. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to ride with these guys. All right. I, I like the way that they uh, – the way they pulled together the other night when they're, you know, team leader and the heart and soul of the team – Went down. They knew it was bad. And I was stunned at how well they handled that. And, and they never missed a beat. In fact, if anything, I, I felt like, you know, from that moment on, they, they turned it up to 11. So, yeah, I, I think we're going to Auburn and we're coming home victorious. Let's get some phone calls going here. 865-546-8200, your number to get on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines, 546-8200. We'll start with a man who drinks this afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, from the keg of despair. TJ, the Kentucky fan, is up first today. What's up, TJ? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, you know, I think earlier in the year uh, it was a Kentucky-Tennessee game, and you said that Tennessee lost it. Bear, I'm going to have to correct you on what you said in the uh, first segment. Vandy didn't gift you guys that. Kentucky did because here's here's my thing. You're a 10-point favorite against a team that you've beaten 14 or 15 times in a row on senior night, a sellout, and all you have to do is win this game and you're a lock to avoid Alabama and Tennessee to get to the SEC finals, and you blow it. Man, oh, man, I think – I think you guys said it a couple times on VR this year, but just the inconsistency of almost all the teams this year is just, it's wild. I've never seen a college basketball season like this before. No, I mean, you look at those games on paper last night and you're thinking, okay, well, Alabama will handle Auburn at, at home. Yeah, it's a rivalry game, but, you know, maybe Auburn, uh, leans into it a little bit, keeps it close, but Alabama win that game. And I guess they did, but uh, perhaps they shouldn't have. 
And then, you know, Kentucky, same thing. Like uh, everything you just said, they'll, they'll, Vanderbilt will, will fight them a little bit, but Kentucky will fi- figure out a way to get that done. And, um, man, now what's the deal with Cason Wallace? I know he had to leave with an injury. Is that anything long-term? Um, I would not be surprised with just how Calipari is that you guys, if you handle Auburn, you guys will get the three seed because I can probably guarantee they're going to sit Wallace out just so he's healthy for the SEC tournament. X-rays were negative, no structural damage, but it was it looked bad, man. He twisted that ankle. Like his his actual ankle bone hit the floor. Like he twisted that thing, man. I didn't think he rolled it over so much as he torqued the hell out of it, but Y'all don't have Case and Wallace. You got, I mean, you get with a healthy Case and Wallace going into Fayetteville is no guarantee for anybody. Nobody goes no. in there a whole lot and wins. So, you know, without Case and Wallace, I mean, you're all season. It it's as big a loss as easy is to us. So, but Vanderbilt just went in there and beat you guys, and they were letting Tashibwe do you know his normal assault and battery type basketball style he plays. They weren't calling anything on him. Well, see, here's the thing, and, and this is smart on Vanderbilt's coach. They went the last eight minutes of that game. They went five guards. Yeah, because their big guy they got hurt, right? Uh, their their starting big guy got hurt. He's probably out for the season, and their second string big guy was in foul trouble. They went five guards, and yes. Oscar did what he had to do on offense, but on defense he had to come out and guard, so they literally were just dribbling right by us and getting layups every time down because Oscar couldn't stay in the paint. So, it worked out for him. I mean, I mean, what Oscar had to do was what the refs let him do. They didn't call anything on him. Come on, TJ. It was mauling people, dude. Surely you see Fair. that. Bear, I've seen Urosh play, and I've seen – come on. You, yeah, and he gets technicals and foul. Half against, the time he's in, in foul trouble, man. I mean, I don't, I don't want to devolve this to the – Oscar, man. Like, like, he plays hard-nosed basketball. You always talk about how the guys back in the day can't survive if they play now. And Come on, that's, that's basketball. What are you talking about, Bear? You're, you're the one that – fa- He doesn't get – they don't call the same fouls on him, you dullard. Urosh is constantly in foul trouble. He gets a, he gets more than a friendly whistle. I'm not the only person who's noticed it across multiple fan bases. I mean, Shibway did get fouled out of our game in the SEC tournament last year. That's because he was going. Well, up see why you got to call names, Barrett. Uh, I'm not calling names. No, I'm not. I'm I'm not calling names. No. Yes, you are. But you're like my Barry, You're like my uh, <laughs> my daughter when uh, she was like three years old. And uh, or maybe it was my son. I don't know. And they had busted one of my TV sets. And I, I was told junior. them no more touching the TV set. And we get the new TV set. And there they are touching it. And I look, I look at her and I say, "Hey, kiddo, stop touching that TV set." She looks at me and says, with a straight face, "I am not doing this." <laughs> it was her. <laughs> I remember that story now. You dullard. Come on, guys. Let's not call names. I'm not calling names. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I didn't do no, that. Huh. Anything else, TJ? No, I'm just saying that's that's 
big boy basketball. And if you can't stay in the paint, don't get in it. Um, you know, an amazing stat, <laughs> an amazing stat. This year, the top 100 recruits, only 16 of them are averaging double figures in scoring. Out of all transfers, or no, top 100 transfers, 62 of those guys are averaging double figures in points. Are we seeing a swing in one and dones to transfers? That is, to me, that's just an amazing stat that only 16 top 100 players, five stars and four stars, are only averaging double figures. It, I mean, that's it wild. really shouldn't because the thing you got to keep in mind about the transfer portal kids is you're getting in kids that have already been playing college basketball in a program some seems like a lot of them on a lower level but they're older they're used to the speed of the college game that's not very surprising to me well i would also say the difference between one of the top 10 high school recruits like the guys the the top five to ten of those dudes versus the guys who are falling that like 75 to 100 ranges is vast I don't know. I mean, I, I think you're probably right, TJ. I think we are seeing a transfer to an uh, an emphasis on transfers as opposed to one and dones. But for some reason, I, I don't know. It's just Tennessee. Like Rick Barnes just continues to miss on transfers, and the freshmen have done pretty good. Like if you look at Julian Phillips stacked up against other freshmen, his numbers are pretty good. Keon and Jaden were pretty good. Kennedy Chandler last year was spectacular. Um, he's done pretty good when he gets these uh, good players, good high school prospects in, but Tennessee's transfers have just not been what we thought they would be coming in. And uh, I don't know if that's something where Barnes has to adjust either how he handles them or the kind of guys he brings in, or maybe just go away from that and try and I, I think Rick Barnes is at his best when he keeps his players in and, and develops them over three or four years. And I, I would like to see an emphasis on – I don't think he's running guys off, but re-recruiting your roster. That's thats what you got to do after every year is just, you know, the guys who didn't play much, hey, stick it out. Stay. Don't go and take the easy minute somewhere. Stay here. Develop. It'll be worth it. Well, they, I tell you, Saturday yeah. is going to be interesting. No Ziegler, no Wallace, no Wheeler. Kentucky and Tennessee battling for the third spot with no point guards. Y'all have a good one, man. Thank you, TJ. Appreciate it. I mean, look at that DJ Burns kid. I'll watch him play at NC State. We could use him this year. Yeah, but he could use us more. Yeah. I mean, that kid, is he camping out at the buffet table? Do they have strength and conditioning at NC State? He's not missing any meals for us. He looks like he ate the ACC. Stay with us. Hour number two of The Drive coming up here on Fan Run Radio. The Drive.